Now uh, let's check in with the wife. It's time for the Pith of Pop, the podcast edition with Jen. Thanks for joining us, Jen. Hi. So what's on your mind tonight? I thought we'd do another top five. Uh, top five Pith of Pop countdown, and our category is... Animated shows. All right, number five. Um, something my daughter recently discovered called Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Yeah, I saw my first episode tonight as well, and I, uh, it was great. Fast-talking, uh, very clever humor, stuff for kids and for adults. Yeah, that's what I like about it. It's not cutesy, annoying, like, you know, a lot of the things that my kids watch. Um, the, the episode that you saw tonight was actually about computers and the internet. Someone found some embarrassing footage of one of the characters, posted it on the internet. It got remixed into all kinds of things like Star Wars and Lord of the Rings uh, parodies, uh, very much like the Star Wars kid. I was surprised at that level of pop culture and modern technology integrated into the plot. But, you know, it is really clever, but at the same time, it's really kind of cute, and it kind of indulges your inner kid a little bit, even though it's got humor that you can appreciate. It's still really kind of sweet. Okay, Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, number five. What's number four? SpongeBob SquarePants. Okay, well, he's the 800-pound gorilla of cartoons right now. What's so great about SpongeBob? Like Foster's, it's got... A lot of humor that will will kind of go over the heads of kids, but that adults can appreciate. And you know, it's not sappy sweet, but it is funny and cute. And just to give you an idea of what kind of people watch SpongeBob, they run it on the Spike Network. Well, that either tells you that it it's a cartoon with broad appeal, or that the people who watch Spike Channel might have slightly lower IQs. Right. Okay, SpongeBob SquarePants is at number four, or number three. The Tick. The late, great Tick. That that was so long ago, but you're right. That was some genius stuff. It was great. You know, they tried to make a live-action um, series out of it. It lasted like three episodes. but the That was with uh, Patrick Warburton, Putty. Right, Putty. He was a great choice for that character. He was great. He was about the best choice that I could think of. Um, it didn't do too well because I guess people, you know, the transition from cartoon to live action it just kind of doesn't work and it is a little kind of strange type of humor it's very um non sequitur very random there was one of the characters was a guy who had a chair for a head another character was a was a little guy who walked around in bunny ears you know Right. Well, see, one of the things that I liked about the tick was, you know, the guy with the chair for the head, chair face. He, one of the episodes was about him trying to write his name on the moon, like, like graffiti. With a big laser gun or something. Right. And then that carried over into other episodes. And I, you know, I thought that was just so clever. Yeah, every time you saw the moon after that, it had C-H-A, and then (laughs) the rest of the moon was missing. Right. So, you know, I, I love the tick, and I hope one day the Bring it out on DVD. I look on Netflix every so often. Yeah, The Tick. That was great stuff. So that was ticket number three. What's number two? Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Ah, yes. Uh, cartoon Network. Of more of a short-form cartoon. Yes, it's only 15 minutes long, and it usually runs in the... Or actually, it only runs in the Adult Swim block. Well, the adult Swim is the new phenomenon now, and like you said, with SpongeBob on Spike, it's all about grown-ups watching cartoons. Right. When... Aqua Teen is funny. It's really, really side-splittingly funny. Um, my favorite episodes are the Cybernetic Ghost, a.k.a. the Danzig episode, yeah. um, Brood Witch, and... The Satanic Sandwich. Right, the Satanic Sandwich, <laughs> and the, the Moon and Nights episodes. Those are the runaway uh, 
Space Invader characters. Right. So Aqua Teen Hunger Force, Cartoon Network Adult Swim at number two, and finally the number one best animated show is... The Simpsons. The Simpsons. The yeah. classic. Yeah, you know, it's been on for, I guess, what, 15 years, 16 years? Forever. Forever. And a lot of people say that it isn't good anymore. That As it's they say, it jumped the shark. It jumped the shark, you know, which begs the question why you're still watching if you hate it so much. But... You know, it's evolved a lot, but they still find humor in everything. They still find things to make fun of, and they, you know, they they still present it in a in a very unique way. I I, I know that the humor is different, is what I would say with the the newer episodes. And so, if you were really schooled in the first five seasons, what you're seeing now is kind of hard to take. Then definitely. Uh, if you thought that the political or social commentary was a little heavy-handed before, it's almost uh, it's almost hard to take now. But that's what I like about it. You know, we need an animated series with a conscience and with a voice. And I think The Simpsons is, you know, I think it's perfect. And uh, before Alex, before Alex rips our studio to shreds, I think we'll we'll say goodnight. But uh, just one down for again. The top five best animated series of all time. Number five, Foster's Home. Number four, SpongeBob SquarePants. Number three, The Tick. Number two, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. And number one, The Simpsons. So whether you're an adult or a kid, but probably more if you're an adult, uh, these are the cartoons to check out. Thanks for joining us, Jen. My pleasure.